break yourself, fool! Hello, everybody, and welcome to the third episode of the Jackson Reaction Podcast. I'm Gene Jackson, along with... Rose Jackson, of course. That's right. And this week, our uh, the title of this week's episode is My Childhood Died with Blockbuster. Now, what that, what that means, I'll, tell, I'll explain that real quick before we get into it. Uh, there are a lot of things... Uh, that were staples of our childhood. There are a lot of things that that we have so many memories from our childhood associated with that just flat out no longer exist. They're gone. Children of this era do not get to experience them. Um, and one of the last holdouts of things that I greatly associate with my childhood that I have a lot of memories tied to is going to the video store, getting to rent movies, getting to rent video games, getting to reserve them and hound the hell out of the clerk about when they were coming in. And uh, some video stores held out. There's still a couple of odd ones here and there, just local joints. Uh, but when the Blockbuster franchise died out to me, it kind of hurt my heart because it was like a little piece of my childhood or the final piece of what connected me to my childhood kind of died out. Do you do you feel that way? Oh yeah, I agree. Cause mine not so much. Well, mine was a blockbuster, but mine was a movie gallery. Cause I had the inside track at the movie gallery. My sister-in-law worked at the movie gallery on Broad Street oh. back in the day, and so I had first dibs on all the movies, all the games. She would put the posters back for me. Right on. Um, you know everything, just like first dibs. So, I mean, you know, and again, like, <laughs> we sound like some really old farts. Like, these kids today don't understand. But, you know, there was, a, a, I don't know, a certain joy to getting to go to the video store, especially if you had a particular movie in mind or a particular game in mind, going in and finding that it's there and uh and then trying to see how many you could talk your parents into letting you get you know because you had all week like usually it was going in on friday you have to go back to school till monday so you wanted to load up for the weekend and uh there's also that that feeling of, of almost like a punch in the gut when you got there and that one that you'd waited all week to see wasn't there and you had to pick something else oh yeah and that was kind and, of a bummer and especially when i had such a weird time in my childhood at, at the time I most relate to the movie gallery um, you know going back to the 80s when you know you had the invention of the Nintendo you had the VHS tapes of course right and you know then you had movies coming out like Ghostbuster uh, Rocky you know things of that sort and it, it was like you know those were your top type of movies but it was also a great time for me because I'm an old-school horror movie fan Right. And so my sister-in-law, knowing that my parents really didn't like for me to watch these, would put me back one or two every time they come out. So I got, you know, all the Friday the 13th, all the Nightmare on Elm Streets, all the Texas Chainsaw Massacres at a young, <laughs> probably shouldn't have watched them at that age, but I did. Impressionable age. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, I can't say nowadays that I'm such a huge fan of the, the genre of horror 
as I once was, but back in the day, I did uh, get quite the collection of horror movie posters that on eBay sell for hundreds of dollars now that I wished I would have kept. Oh, could you imagine some of those posters you had? Uh, what was it, Freddie? You had the cardboard cut out of, or was it Jason? Jason Voorhees. Jason. Okay. I had I had a um, a life what should have been I guess would have been life size Jason Voorhees wow. cardboard cut out. Um, I had imagine a room that's a bedroom that's wall to wall movie posters, horror movie posters, every inch of it horror movie posters. I'm talking Friday the 13th, Halloween, <clears throat> Scream, um, any any kind of Children of the Corn, In the Mouth of Madness, uh, you name it, I had it. I had every single inch of my room in horror movie posters growing up. Wow. But, you know, part of the thrill of that, too, was the hunt, almost, because, like, I know <clears throat> where I lived in Aberdeen, Mississippi, you had... Uh, the movie gallery, which before that was known as like Ray's Rent-A-Movie, and before that was Duncan's Video Corner, and so on and so forth. But then you also had Aberdeen Video. Uh, you had Harco Drugs that also rented movies for like a dollar. Uh, then you had another place uptown that names escaped me. But anyway, if you wanted a particular movie or game, you could hunt. You could, if you could talk your mom into it, you could go to all the different video stores and go try to find them. Um, now. If a kid wants to see a movie, they're either going to sit in their living room, they're going to look on Netflix, they're going to look on Hulu, they're going to look on whatever you know streaming device they have, or you can get on cell phone and find out which red box it's at via the cell phone. So you don't have that excitement of going in the store. I mean, seeing all those. I mean, I remember just being bored as a kid. And, and just going My mom would looking. be at the grocery store right next door, and I would just walk up and down the aisle looking at all the boxes and reading, you know, like, oh, this sounds crazy. And, yeah. you know, every once in a while, it wasn't always mm -hmm. that movie you walked in anticipating to get. Is it something you came across like, oh, my gosh, this looks insane. I gotta, no, because, I, I mean, as I was a fan of mainstream horror, that kind of allured me to uh, get into the, the foreign horror films by doing that because right. I'd walk down that aisle and there'd be that box and it would be Italian looking and lo and behold it was an Italian slasher film like uh, Bava or, or Argento or uh, Fusilli I mean one of those you know where I probably shouldn't have watched that <laughs> at such that age but yeah. I did which spiraled into watching Faces of Death Traces of Death uh, pretty much anything I just I got to where anything out there that was horror related, I had her get it for me. And I might have been the only person in the whole town that watched it, but right. I, I did. You know? <laughs> but eventually it numbed you. Oh, yeah. Like what in the beginning, I assume, was really a horror movie to you from what you know, you've know told me in the past. You know, you, you go from being under, hiding under the bed of your older brother's room as he watched scary movies with his girlfriend trying not to scream because you weren't supposed to be getting to see it because you were so little to you're eating a bowl of ice cream watching faces of death without laughing about eye. it yeah yeah um and then now i can't even begin to watch anything any kind of brutality type movie makes me cry like mm -hmm. i'm i'm totally I've turned into a wuss. I don't know what's happened. You've done, well, you've, you've done something to me i've humanized you you humanized me you're welcome I'm, I'm glad i could do that for you yeah <laughs> it's not not always a good thing. I do miss, I, and I can watch like uh, Halloween. You know, yeah. I'll sit and watch. There's certain movies that I watch that I love, and one of those being which it got on your nerves, and you couldn't understand how in the world I could stand to watch and love such a movie is High Tension. 
Um, yeah, <laughs> I watched it. It was. Um, it's it, it was it's different. It's, it's different. Yeah, it, it's intense for lack of a better word. But um, I, I on the other hand was complete opposite. Didn't like horror movies. Didn't watch horror movies. Um, just did not like them. Um, obviously, I watched a lot of wrestling. I loved uh, comedies and watched a lot of action movies. Uh, but didn't like horror movies at all. Wouldn't watch them. And my friends would describe them to me when we would you know, be spending the night or camping or somewhere. And I come to find out when I got older and I finally went back and watched all these horror movies that had came out in my childhood, the visions in my head based on their descriptions was a hundred times worse than anything in the movie <laughs> because a lot of the stuff was implied. Um, you didn't actually see it, but you knew what happened. And, and a lot of it just was not as grotesque as what I pictured in my head well, based on what they described to me. And what they were describing to you were probably things such as, you know, your Friday the 13th and yeah, Halloween. Freddy and, and, you know, more your lower key movies. I mean, I'm talking like I watched people get decapitated yeah. and, you know, various parts of their body shoved places they shouldn't have went, like in Cannibal Holocaust, which nobody should ever watch i could i couldn't dare turn on cannibal holocaust right now and watch it because i would just squall through the whole thing um just (laughs) i just i don't know Uh, to this day i find no redeeming value to watching that kind of shit whatsoever it adds nothing positive to my life i don't get anything from it i don't know why people subject themselves to watching that kind of shit i really don't but uh, i mean there's a market for it i guess uh my favorite horror movie is Halloween, like the original Halloween and stuff like that. I don't like the really gruesome, grotesque shit. I don't I've never know. sat through Hostel. No. I've heard, but you describing it to me it sounds <laughs> absolutely horrendous. E- Eli Roth is a, is a great mind. I, I have to say he, he is a very um, newer, modern day horror mind. Um like I said, I, I can't watch stuff like that anymore. I mean, I there was a time in my life where I found great joy into watching every single horror movie there was. Kind of like you with wrestling. You watched all yeah. different kinds of wrestling. I watched all different kinds of horror movies just for the sake of having the knowledge of watching all these different kinds. Um, you know, I even grew up on the Alfred Hitchcocks, the old... You know, the birds, dial M for murder and yeah. things of that sort where you didn't have actual, the murder part of it, but it was implied. And, and in a way, that was more scarier than the stuff that you see today, which is more gratuitous and, right. you know, vol- violent and volatile and everything. Yeah, um, I, I, definitely, I definitely can see that. But, um, you know, I, I remember... You know, from the video game side of it, you know, we I grew up with Atari. You know, you had Pac-Man, you had Pong, you had all those <laughs> really cheesy primitive games. Now that if you if you put a a child of today's generation in front of, it'd be just completely bored within ten seconds of of even attempting to play it. I'll even be mad at you for subjecting them to such. Yeah, and then a Nintendo comes along, and that just seemed like the greatest thing ever. Nintendo to me was the greatest thing ever because I remember the days of going and having to rent a Nintendo system. Like, it's not that my parents wouldn't buy me one or we, we didn't have the money to buy one. It's just, I, at the time, wanted to play so many games because they only had, you know, what, like 15, 20 games available yeah, when it first came out? Initially. And 
they didn't want me to have one because they were afraid that it would interfere with my, my grades and, and various things. So it, my thing was when I made good grades, I could go and rent one, kept it for the weekend, get a couple of games, and lo and behold, most of the games that I rent, they sucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Because at that point, you had like the Mario Duck Hunt, Duck Hunt combo. You had... um. I played the Bubble Bobble, which is was a Japanese version game, and it, to me that's a girly game, but it was fun. Castlevania, uh, which isn't a bad game, it's pretty good. Um, probably the worst Nintendo game I ever rented in my entire life was Friday the 13th. Oh, that was, yeah, that was awful. That, that was, was the most disappointing awful. shit ever. You just walk around in a circle, and that's it. Yeah, if... Um, <laughs> Anybody who's who's not aware who that lives under a rock or is just not an internet nerd, uh, if you were a, somebody in our age group who grew up on Nintendo, I mean, if you go on uh, YouTube and put in Angry Nintendo Nerd and listen to some of his reviews of some of the crap games we had to sit through as a kid, like Friday the 13th and Jaws. Back to the Future and Jaws and Karate Kid and, and <laughs> <laughs> listen to him vent. And, and it's funny because you all can relate to sitting there cussing and hating on those games oh. just as bad as a you know eight ten year old twelve year old kid as he is right now as a grown-ass man i playing. can't even count how many nintendo controllers i broke playing games that would just piss Top me gun. off I, I i would just beat the controller mercilessly until i just broke it and had to get another one um i eventually did get a nintendo of my own and of course i, I had a pretty massive nintendo collection at that point, I had all right. kinds of obscure Mario Brothers and Metro. Uh, what was it, Metro? Metroid. Metroid and through oh yeah, tons of those. Whatever it ended up Bomberman and whatever else, you know. Um, I love video games, and even today I play video games. I mean, you both do. Oh, oh yeah, gigantic kids. But and now, we had a renaissance a few months ago where we bought the the Retron machine that'll play the old Nintendo games and Super Nintendo games and. Yeah. And, uh, and what game did I choose to get that I? What did you just say, uh, Malon? However you pronounce it, Malon Secret Castle, and I Mil hear Milan Milan Secret, Secret Castle, Milan Secret Castle, and in true to form, you were a cursing boy, a boy in his bubble, and I, I've cussed the whole time I play it. Um, yeah. Although I, I'm better at it than I was then, but it's yeah. It's it's definitely a. It brought out the same rage in you. <laughs> I don't know if it's the same amount of rage I've heard you have playing God, uh, of, God War. of War. Oh. Um, I, I've heard language out of you that would make Andrew Dice Clay blush uh, while you played God of War <laughs> at different times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it gets it gets very. I get real. very intense when I'm playing games, especially uh, role playing games like. God of War, where I've got a mission I've got to complete, and I keep trying to complete it and keep dying. Um, <laughs> that really irritates me. Um, yeah, BB, our cat, would jump and just hide in the corner, horrified, as as her mommy would scream and cuss at the screen yeah. and look like she was just about to put the controller through the TV screen at any moment, which I did fear might happen at a couple <laughs> of points. But uh, nonetheless, we're all guilty of that from time to time, but. Anyway, um, you know, like I said, when we were kids, you made the trek to the video store, you picked out a couple games at a time, you got to play them, and this took months and years to achieve, you know, renting games, getting games. And now, any kid that wants to relive Nintendo, although most of them think it's pretty generic and lame, 
uh, can go on the internet. They can download a um, what do you call those emulators? Yeah. And then they can download the ROMs, and in one night you could have pretty much every game you ever wanted to play on NES right there on your laptop or, or your Apple desktop computer. Or Apple. Commodore. Yeah. I, I had I had a Commodore 64 by the Sega, way. Sega, Sega CD, <laughs> Genesis, uh, you name it. It's all right there at your fingertips. And but you know, a kid of this generation, once they played PlayStation 4 and Xbox oh, you can't One, go to that. it's pretty hard to backtrack to uh, although, Super Mario One. And, although I do find Oregon Trail really well. That really I think, but I think I that's mean, more that's, of a nostalgia thing. It is for you, like some, and that's what a lot of this is like. When I play those little games, I'm like, wow, you know, why am I playing this when I could be playing, you know, WWE 16 instead of playing pro wrestling with Starman and the Amazon? But it's it's that nostalgia factor. Like when we got in that little kick where we were playing those games, like there's so many memories of my childhood connected to those games. And just like when I watch old wrestling video, like it brings back so many memories of, of childhood. And there's not just just video stores like I said that would be the jumping off point of this episode just for a, a title uh, but there's a lot of things that we did as kids that uh, just not around anymore there's too much technology to be had there's too many things to do indoors for children uh, to be bothered with you know going out and playing in the water hose or having a slip and slide or or the wet banana the wet banana <laughs> the wet willy that was the just wet a, willy yeah with rubber arms that just flailed and you just ran around like a mental patient <laughs> back and forth in your yard with your hands and i'm doing it like anybody can see me um with your hands flailing over your head like a crazy person and it was the, it was the best time yeah, of your life. Like you, your mom would buy you one of those, and you'd hook it up in the front yard, and all the kids in the neighborhood yeah. would come over and be running around the yard like crazy heathens, you know, playing I mean, with this thing. When I was a kid, and I know when you was a kid too, from the stories we've shared, you know, you 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 were friends with all the kids in your neighborhood, and at different times, everybody gathered in somebody's yard. This yard was best for. The water games but this guy's yard was bigger for playing baseball or football or kickball somebody had a badminton net in their yard and you played volleyball and badminton with that yeah, or lord forbid you had one of the good friends that their parents had bought the pool <laughs> oh yeah you oh, would man. like stay at their house forever <clears throat> yeah <laughs> and then one kid had the better video game so that's where you played the video games at and you know, one one kid's dad was the one that cooked out, so that's where everybody hung out to eat the. You know, it was just it was so different. Like as, as we ride them down our street, you don't see that anymore. You no. see a couple of kids in their own yard, maybe. Yeah. Occasionally, not not, like not even often. Kids now don't they don't have the the socialization like we had. I don't think they no. have near the so the socializing skills that we have either. Because then it's like you would just go outside and go to playing and another kid would see you and they'd come over hey how you doing how you doing where do you live i live there mm -hmm. i live here hey we're friends and yeah. then now kids are on iphones and they're on their don't, tablets don't talk to that kid don't talk we to don't that know them one. we don't know them you know and <laughs> honestly i mean that's sad but that's the truth i mean because yeah. it, it, today it is scary for kids to just try to be friends with anybody because you don't know what kind of parents those people have yeah you don't know what kind of house you know life they have and what you're going to put your kids into i mean back in them days it was so easy and a lot less stressful because we had we didn't worry about things we didn't worry about going to the mall yeah. we didn't worry about going to the movie theaters we didn't worry about going into uh, you know a friend's house that lived down the road 
Yeah. You know, you didn't have to worry about being on the in the yard playing well, for shit. You could leave out kidnappers getting you. You could leave out at nine o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, and as long as you're home before dark, yeah. Your parents didn't have to know where you were all day. Yeah, and they, did you eat they, lunch today? Yeah, we ate at Brad's house. His mom made a ham sandwich. Or, well, yeah, so and so bought a pizza. But like, they didn't track it because they didn't have a damn cell phone to call you. Yeah, and they didn't put an Amber <laughs> Alert on you either. Yeah, I mean, I mean that was just oh yeah, they're off playing. They're off I mean, playing. That was that was enough explanation that anybody. I mean, now granted, you had those one or two stories from some kid up north would get abducted and it'd be like, oh my god, and your parents would lock you in the house for a week. Yeah, they they would show the the Adam Walsh special of the month <laughs> and and everybody get a little freaked out. But now in retrospect, I will say this. We didn't realize it at the time, but having been an adult and working with people at different places, turns out there was a lot of people getting diddled back then, apparently. Uh, they didn't talk um, about it. Uh, we didn't know about it. God forbid, I sure as hell wasn't one of them. Yeah, me neither. Uh, and, but it turns out a lot of people... That, yeah. A lot of people did, and I guess, in that going to different places and, and not knowing, did get diddled. Uh, <laughs> and that's unfortunate, but... They're, you know, they made it. They're still here. They're, they, you know, it's, it's... Okay. They got a lot of issues, but, you know... Well, I mean, and again, that that wasn't anything we really worried about at the time, because being kids, I mean, it's not that we were naive, but we didn't have that kind of thing go on all the time. So right. it was like, now it's a little bit more common to have Yeah, I mean, so it's, it's, it's like... like you know, it's in people's minds. Oh my God, where's my kid? Who's who's with them? What's going on? You know. Yeah. Yeah. And you said something a minute ago when you said that about you know, children having the socialization skills that could spin off into an entirely different podcast, and we probably will have that podcast one day where we talk about everybody's lack of social skills and the fact that people aren't you know that kids aren't allowed to compete anymore and well, I mean you take, and all that different stuff but. you take adults now I mean just a little bit on this I mean you take adults now how do how do most adults meet online online there's no um, you know I mean you, you don't have places I mean you have places you can go and meet people but people don't do that yeah. I mean people find the convenience of they have FarmersOnly.com, for God's sakes. Yeah, I didn't know there were that many farmers out there. I didn't either, up, but, but I mean, I'm just saying stuff like that. Like, yeah, you have black people meet and J date, and uh, you know, and exactly. Then, and then that's just the stuff they advertise on TV. I'm sure it gets oh. a lot more uh, there's, obscure there's tons. if you get on there and Google it and tons. find out. About, you know, you know, <laughs> overweight. You know. Uh, at what do you what do you call it? The you're missing the amputees. Amputee. <laughs> amputees are uh, us, or I don't yeah, know, something. and so on. Whatever you're into, but anyway, that's a whole other yeah. podcast as well. But back to the original subject of uh, of things that we grew up with that they don't have now. Um, you know, we were talking a while back, and I, I find it completely fascinating that there are people that are now kids, and well, they're getting older at this point that do not know a life without cell phones, without computers, without the internet, without 700 channels on a cable television. That has been their world from the day where they were born. I mean, we're in a weird space where we were born in the late 70s. Um, there it was a time before cable, before, well before cell phones, well yeah. before I mean, only the most well-to-do had a big old huge 
Commodore computer with the big floppy disks and all that crap. I had know. that. Oh, that was, that was, I did. My friend Mark had one. <laughs> and, and had I a gigantic, would, had the gigantic Santax printer. Yeah. And that thing would print out like 800 feet of just numbers and crap. It was yeah. Crazy. And you put in the big, like, yeah. uh, like I go to his house and he'd be like, hey, let's, let's play baseball. Well, you had to learn DOS. And you DOS put in the big, big ass disc and it'd make this grinding sound, like, <laughs> you know, Maybe it was just his computer. Maybe his was just. No, they all did that. Yeah, it made this god awful sound, and eventually it would come up, and it would take thirty minutes to get this thing going. And even then, it was real choppy. And oh yeah. But I thought I was so jealous. I thought it was awesome. Well, yeah. I mean, I I was jealous until I got one, and then when I got one, I was like, "Well, it's really a piece of crap." I'm like, (laughs) I don't see what the fuss was about. Yeah, it's like a big typewriter. But anyway. no, I mean, going to the things like kids now don't know. I mean, they think life is like, oh, my God, if you take their cell phone away for five minutes, they're going to die. You know, like, oh, I can't know how people live without oh, this. Oh, yeah. And even I, I'm, I'm guilty of Oh, we're all of guilty of it now. Because I mean, I've got so used to having a smartphone now that I can pick up and I can see what's going on and see where Google, I can put on maps and GPS stuff like that, you know. I mean, we didn't have that. We, we didn't even have the luxury of GPS back then. There yep. was there was a few weeks ago <clears throat> where uh, me and you were here and we figured out we needed something and I ran just up the food land the grocery store that's two mile literally two miles from our house and I got out of the car and I slapped my pockets and I realized oh shit I left my phone at home and I had a moment of panic where I was like oh, shit I don't have my phone what if she needs me what if I get in here and they don't have what we need and I need to ask like I was I was rattled there for a minute and I'm like I lived twenty four years of my life. I was twenty four. Right, 23. When I got my first cell phone, I lived 23 years without a cell phone. I functioned as a as a child and a young adult without one. But now the thought of going through my day, I went to work. I left. I work in Gadsden. I went all the way to Gadsden. When they realized I didn't have my phone, I snuck away from work and came back and got it because I couldn't go the whole day not having it. And uh, that's kind of crazy and sad. But it's that's that's life now. But like like I said, there was times where I would go off and I'd ride four wheelers, I'd ride bikes, I'd do whatever I do. And if my parents needed to get a hold of me, they couldn't. Uh, there was a time when I was a kid, my little brother uh, almost died, and it took them half a day to find me to get me to Tupelo to the hospital where he was because I was out in the field riding four wheeler. Nobody could get a hold of me. And now you are literally never out of touch. If you're a kid that has a phone, and every one of them from pretty much three years old up to 90 everybody has a phone if you need to get a hold of somebody you can get a hold of them oh and yeah if you, i mean you don't want to be found it don't matter it you're don't matter you're gonna get found i mean unless you've got it turned off and, and even now there's gps trackers in them they don't have to call you and ask where you are they can click a button and click a button on the computer and see where you are which is scary yeah i mean in a, in a way technology is has grown so vastly it's just it's crazy to think that there was that time when we were kids growing up you know i didn't get a cell phone until i was in high school i was 18 when i got my first cell phone i had one of those big gigantic nec talk times that yeah. was like the big gray deal a brick yeah. it was a brick right yeah. and i had free nights and weekends after nine and that's the only time I used that thing because any other time it was like four dollars a minute. No, it was the death penalty. If you, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, I had it just to talk at night and on the weekends and in my car, and is when I started driving, in case I had to use it for flat. I got a flat tire. Hey, Dad, I need tire. Whatever. I'm so and so. I'm almost dead. Here, here's this. 
you know, but I don't know. It's just things have come such a way in such a short time. It's it's amazing to think that we were. Yeah, kids now don't know the panicked, uh, quick pickup. Call me after nine. Click. <laughs> <laughs> Answer when you would get that phone call at seven forty-five. You're like, what the hell are they thinking? And, and you quickly this call. This cost to be five dollars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, that happened quite a few times. My friends would get a hold of my phone number and they'd, hey, what's up? Shut up, I'll talk to you later. Click. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Standard procedure back then. <laughs> yeah, there was only like a couple of us that had cell phones. It was me and this other chick in, in, in school that had a cell phone that I knew of, you know? Yeah. And um, everybody else was like, hey, I need to use your phone. I'd be like, no. <laughs> Hand me $5, then you can yeah, use it. Yeah, I mean, I had a friend that had the bag phone. You know, oh, the God, the big bag. bag. And I, we, my parents bought a car that had a car, back then there were car phones, that had a car phone mounted in there. And it wasn't, I mean, it, it had power. You could turn it on, but it wasn't hooked up to the shit. But even though it was like a 1990 Buick LeSabre, you know, me and my buddies about riding around, and we'd ride from the chicks at Sonic, I'd be like, yeah, what's up? Yeah, you know, I was driving the car. You know, I ain't talking to no fucking body. But, you know, they're yeah, like, oh, my God, he's got a car phone. Because back then, that was the thought, oh, though. Yeah. You know, you were somebody if you had that, that kind of stuff. That dude's got a car phone. Dude's got a car phone. Kind of like when um, VCRs, I remember when VCRs, it went from beta. Uh, beta didn't catch on very well for people that wonder what no, beta is. It Look, Google it. It's yeah, Google it. It's not worth even talking about. Um the compact disc when it it went from laser disc to compact disc was amazing because which laser a laser disc, disc to explain that briefly was like a CD that was the size of an album. Yes, and you may not know what an album is, so you might have to Google that as well. Well, but. since albums have made a comeback now, <laughs> well, that's true. A lot People, of the kids are, are into vinyl. True, you know they they probably would know about what the size of a. Uh, laser disc was and not many people had laser disc players in their house mostly you know the really rich people or whatever had them I had a friend that their mom and dad had went and got one because they were these electronical parents that had to have the new thing every time they came out but at one point they had laser disc players but there were like literally like eight movies on laser discs exactly. that you could watch, <laughs> you, could like, watch. you could own every laser disc that existed and have maybe eight movies in your collection to watch so yeah was, and, and uh, now you think, okay, you've got a DVD player. Well, not only will that DVD player play DVDs, it'll play CDs, it'll play MP3s, MP4s. It'll play, it'll play whatever kind of disc format you throw in there. You know, two or three different disc formats. Mm, and Blu-ray and all. Yeah, Blu-ray and everything. And, you know, back then, we only had the VHS. You just pop the tape in, and then you had to hit the rewind button. And, oh, dear God, when you'd rewind one, it was a three-hour-long movie. Mm. That thing took 20 minutes. And then the blockbuster would charge you if it wasn't. Remember? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, they had the dollar dollar fine. In some places, two dollars. But yeah, they would fine you like a dollar, two dollars if it wasn't rewound. And they usually they had a little rewind machine. They would rewind them, and every once in a while, I guess one would get past them because that was like the biggest pisser in the world. Is you rent a movie, you go pop it in, and it's you halfway. Ah, it. oh, god damn it! I got to rewind it before I can watch <laughs> it. And I already saw you know something crucial happen when I turned it on. You and know? then and then you think to now, okay, there's there's no more chain movie stores. Like like you said, you've got these little mom and pops in some of the more rural areas. <laughs> these people who bought out movie galleries, exactly, and find creative ways to rearrange the letters movie alley. And <laughs> yeah, like, like the great movie alley <laughs> in Boaz. Um, it, basically, they bought everything that was left over from a movie gallery and just yeah. kind of rearranged things. They like they made it about two years. Yeah, about finally, two years. They finally bit the. I dust. mean, but the the red box is great. Like I have to say, I like the red box. I've got the app on my phone. My credit card's on the app. 
I hit a button, I can search any kiosk anywhere. I just put in a zip code. And if I'm in Mississippi and I'm at, say, your parents' house and we want to rent a movie, I can look at the CVS there, go, okay, well, this movie's in there. I can hit the button, buy it. Long as I go pick it up by 9 o'clock that night, I've rented it. Right. You know? And, I mean, I, the things that we mentioned, I, I don't want it to sound like I'm bitching about these things like they're they're bad or they're negative because, I mean, they're amazing. They're things that we couldn't have dreamed of as a kid as we were having to go rent movies at the store and all that. If somebody, you know, if Bill and Ted would have stepped out of a phone booth and said, dude, in, you know, 2016, you'll be able to find movies on your phone and rent them off your TV and go get them out of a... Oh, a laugh. Out of a Coke machine in front of the Walgreens. I'd be like... Stoner fucks, get out of here, you know. (laughs) But, I mean, a lot of that stuff that you never could imagine, it's a reality. And I'm not saying it's bad, but at the same time, I I just can't fathom uh, people going through life now not experiencing some of the things that we experienced. But I also understand, too, that we're in our 30s that, you know, our parents probably can't imagine the fact that we grew up not experiencing a lot of the things they experienced, a lot of the tough things that they had to go through and, and hard times that they experienced and then generation back 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 all the way to the beginning of time uh probably all feel the same way and it's not like we're unique and special for for feeling that way because it's everybody uh but i just like i said i just think it's, it's kind of sad because i think we we came along in a generation that experienced some really cool stuff like we were kind of in the middle of of the beginning of a lot of the stuff coming along like like you say as VCRs and video games evolved and television evolved and and uh, cable television and all that like we were there for the evolution of a lot a lot of stuff we experienced the 80s I mean yeah uh, how how sad is it that I remember when 16-bit gaming came out that's when you had the Sega Genesis and 16-bit was a big deal you know like original Mortal Kombat was like, oh my god! It was I, almost like having an arcade game in your exactly. house, which was just unfathomable. And, and then now know. you have games that you play on the PlayStation Four, and like that is like movie quality. Yeah, they're damn near real. Yeah, and it's know. like, oh my god! I mean, I can't imagine the jump from eight bit, which was Nintendo, or even six bit, which was Atari, mm-hmm. going to, you know what it is now it's like Super Nintendo was what jumped to 32 yeah it was 32 on a Super Nintendo and and Nintendo 64 64. we thought we'd okay we've achieved we're at the pinnacle it's not going to get any better than Nintendo 64 I thought when 64 (laughs) come out that was going to be it and then the GameCube Mm -hmm. and I was like holy crap the discs are like this big like a donut oh my god and then the Wii and then (laughs) you know I mean it's it's weird to have to have been through a time where you've seen things evolve the way they have like that, and, and, and like I say, it's not a it's not a bad thing, but uh, I like I say, I just kind of I, where I kind of feel bad for younger people today for not getting to experience a lot of things we did. I fear that I figure there's younger people who feel bad for us, like whoa, dude, I can't believe you had to live without a cell phone, or whoa, you didn't have the internet, that had to suck. That'd be like the stone, like they like picture it's like carving. You know, <laughs> still you know, step into a brick wall because we didn't have anything better to do. But um, I, so I guess it it goes both ways. But um, yeah, when when the the you know me and you went around when they were shut right before they were shutting the movie galleries down and they dropped all the movies to you know five ten bucks or whatever. We went around buying up a lot of stuff and 
it was just sad walking around those places like man you know yeah because the time this we was spent in those. such a big part of our childhood to just go well, away and there's no and there's like no trace of it now except for all the empty movie galleries and cities all across well then the the, and then that also throws me back to my days like which is a whole different we'll have to do a throwback episode to go back to the the things that we loved when we were kids, yeah. you know, but like skating rings, for instance. Oh, like, Lord, yeah. I mean, I lived at the skating ring when I was a kid. You know, they had weekend uh, skate-a-thons, and you would just, like, your parents would drop you off on Friday night, and I'd come get you to Sunday morning, you know? <laughs> lock-ins. <laughs> lock-ins, and that was great. Um, When's the last time you've heard of a lock-in anywhere? Oh, uh, I don't know. Um, do they even have those? I'm I sure don't they think do. I figure churches or something churches may have them on occasion, maybe, but not but, much. Yeah. Um, I mean, just things like that. It's like, I don't know. You just there. That was just such a thing back in those days, and and now kids don't get to really experience things like that. They experience three uh, D movies now, which is crazy. When we went to a three D movie, you had the little paper glasses, and it <laughs> one lens was red, one was blue. Yeah, you look like seen, you look like that scene from Gremlins. You know, exactly, you look just just and... like the Gremlins sitting there. Um. <laughs> I can't remember what the uh, first 3D movie was uh, I seen. I'm I think, to think it was one of. The, I think mine was one of the Superman movies they did in 3D. Yeah, um, it seems like that was one of was mine. One of the too, first ones I saw where you had to wear the glasses and all that. And so that's the thing too is like going to the movies. Like I went to the movies like crazy back in the day. Mom would drop me off at the mall, which had the Cinema 16, mm-hmm. and I would just go watch a movie on a Saturday. Like sometimes two movies if I had time. And she come pick me up when I got done. But, you know, I mean, I, I seen a lot of the movies as they came out at the movie theaters. Oh, yeah. And I even I even hassled my, my mom. And uh, I got to see, like, Back to the Future twice at the movies. I seen E.T. like three times at the movies. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you wouldn't do that now because it costs a damn much. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, then it was like a $2 matinee or something. And mm-hmm. now it's like $17. And that's not even with a Coke and popcorn. That's another thirty if you want to cope and popcorn. Yeah, I can't imagine taking a whole family to the movies. I mean, it's it's quite the investment at this point. And then you got to worry about if you're going to get shot or you know all the craziness that's out there now. That's just yeah. Sad. When's the last time me and you have been to the movies? It's been a while, hasn't um, it? It has. I would say the last thing I remember us going to see is. Uh, What's it called? The the end of the world movie with the uh, Seth Rogen. The end. The end. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. That's the last thing I'm ever um, going to see. I know we saw one or two of the uh, Hunger Games movies at the theater. I think we seen the first one. We did see. We saw the second one too, but I yeah. don't know if it was before or after the end. It was around the same time, but I remember us going to the movie theater in Huntsville and seeing that where they busted through the ceiling and pulled her out. Oh yeah. Um, we definitely saw that in Huntsville at the movie, but I don't remember. If it was before or after the end, but those were the last two movies that we saw at the theater. I know for sure. Yeah, so. that's that's really sad. We've got to go to the movies more. Yeah, we really do. There's we a lot do. of stuff that's that's been been out that I would have would have liked to have seen. I don't um, know, but there again, that that lovely red box and streaming has made me lazy. It's like why go to the movies when you can watch it in three months. I mean, the time that it takes <laughs> them to put movies out to DVD now is astounding. Because you used yeah. to. You had to wait like a year and a half oh, before. Back to the old then, video store thing. I mean, you know, when when a movie came out at the theater, it took a year, year and a half sometimes to come out on VHS at the movie theater. I mean, it was a lot. I mean, you wanted to go rent it because you barely remember what happened because it had been so long since you had seen it at the movie. 
And now, I mean, the turnaround, like, I can't believe, I couldn't believe the other day that Deadpool was already out on DVD because we were just not that long ago trying to sort out a time maybe to go see it at the theater. And it's already out on DVD. And so, yes, everybody can be truly disappointed in me as a nerd that I have not seen Deadpool yet. Yeah, Sorry. I mean, I'm, was, she hasn't seen hardly any superhero movies because I don't dig them, but I have agreed to see Deadpool because I hear it's it's different than your average um, superhero movie. And, uh, and I know it's a crime to not let a woman go see a Ryan Reynolds movie, apparently, so I'll, I'll let her see it. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there and... and, and in the theater, I can't pause the movie to get up and go get a drink or go use the restroom or whatever like we can here, you know. And so that's the, from a convenience factor when you don't have to wait that long for it to come out on the red box or on one of our many streaming uh, things that we subscribe to. It's just easier to wait. But, I mean, there are some movies you do want to see up on the big screen with the... Yeah surround sound and all that as long as there's not a shitty kid whining and yeah the whole theater feel is is awesome there's nothing like that but i mean just like the streaming stuff though we we've been around for the very first phase of the streaming to now and back in the day when you had original netflix you would pay for them to send you discs they had a whole yes we were we were in for the discs Mm -hmm. when uh when you would get i think it was like three at a time and you'd get three and one may be cracked in half and one may look like it'd been drugged down a gravel road so you could watch one of them and you had to try to hurry up and send the other two back so they'd send out the replacements and uh you know that's that's just the way it was and blockbuster i tried doing their uh disc you know at home disc service it was even worse i would say one out of every two discs i got were like just completely broken into like just completely unable to watch them so then i switched to netflix and netflix was a little a little better and a little quicker because i think they were shipping out of birmingham or whatever well, plus but they had the awesome selection of the mystery science theaters we mystery loved. science theaters they had trailer park boys uh now granted the streaming service has come a long way because when it first started it was glitchy as hell it was slow it would, it would stop and load every few minutes it didn't have half the catalog on there yeah it was brutal you still had to get the discs because half the movie half the movies and yeah you could look online and they would have the movies and the shows and things but they weren't streaming they were right. only half their catalog was available for streaming and then now like everything's streaming yeah so i don't know it's it's came it's came a long way and the convenience of it like i said is it's astounding because I'm a lazy person and I, I love to just click a button on a TV or on my phone. And I mean, I've got Netflix on my phone. I have HBO on my phone. I can go anywhere I want to and watch TV on my phone. Like, true. That's that that's a long true. way from me going from a 13-channel TV with a pay-per-view box that you used to have to press the buttons down on. <laughs> Old school. <laughs> Back to the satellite that you had to... That was huge. That took up a huge place in your backyard, and you had to move it around. You had to pinpoint it in to certain channels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you almost had to be like a, a scientist to, to watch <laughs> certain stuff. On Some the days I would just go and turn the knob to watch it move, and of course that would piss the parents off greatly because it would ruin whatever channel setting <laughs> they had it on. But I, I just thought that was neat. I could sit there and turn that dial and the look outside the dish is, like, moving. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't, you know, because I always just thought they were, at first, when I was a kid and I was seeing them out there, I just thought they were stationary. Like, the first time I seen one move, I was like, whoa, what's that? And they're like, yeah, I was like, you have to move it to see these different channels. I was like, holy crap. So then, like, 
when his parents went home, we were out there. Yeah, I did that too. Then, of course, when you get a little older, you know, most of the time to see what you want to see, you had to turn it straight up in the air. So you always knew. Yeah, but even then, like was turned up. You knew. You knew what they were looking at. They were in there cranking it more than likely. So I don't know. I miss I miss the old days. I mostly liked. I think the greatest thing I miss besides the movie theater, the I mean the movie movie world is the old up at nights that used to come on usa yeah because you had the gilbert Gottfried at first then you had the, the chick that did it and i got to see the um the really cheesy horror movies by that point and yeah i don't know i love those like the old phantasms and the um sleepaway camps which is a knockoff of friday the 13th just a little sluttier yeah um <laughs> But, you know, stuff like that. Like, I remember staying up till 2 and 3 in the morning on a Saturday night watching Up All Nights. And mm-hmm. that's what I did a lot of my a lot of my childhood was weekends, uh, having sleepovers with my friends. They'd all be at my house. We'd stay up all night, all weekend watching these things. Um, of course, when MTV came up, um, I remember the first music video that was on MTV, which is crazy. It's John Cougar Mellencamp, Little Pink Houses. So, yeah. FYI. John Cougar Mellencamp. John Co- Johnny the Cougar Mellencamp. Actually, I think he was Johnny Mellencamp at that point. Yeah, he was John. Well, no, John, he was John Cougar Mellencamp, and then later he dropped, yeah, dropped the, Cougar, the, Mellen, the Cougar, and he was just John Mellencamp. John Mellencamp, much like how Ricky Schroeder became Rick Schroeder to become a serious um, actor. And get so pissed career. off when people call him Ricky Schroeder. Yeah. Like okay, <laughs> but um, well, that's kind of disappointing to hear that y'all were, y'all were watching USA up all night and and watching MTV because you know me and my friends always assumed the girls sleepovers they were having pillow fights and their bra and panties and you know whatnot and it turns out y'all were just watching uh, no USA. we didn't do y'all that. were watching Gilbert Godfrey so actually if anything surely we were, nobody was was excited if about anything that. we were taking each other's training bras when we thought we were asleep and putting them in water and putting them in the freezer because we did that oh, and that's, that's respectable there was a couple of times where somebody got shaving cream in their hand and you tickle their other hand and they <laughs> all over their face and oh well minus the training bras you were doing you were doing the same shit we were then. yeah I mean girls did the same thing guys did is yeah we didn't have tickle fights and pillow fights and all that well, not shit. like you think. Who knew? Yeah. Who knew? Well, there's yeah, something well. else you've learned. You always learn something from Rose Jackson on these podcasts. Yeah. And speaking of that, we're going to get to that here in a minute. But uh, 45 minutes in, do you think there's anything more to add uh, to today's topic? I know in other episodes, we're going to branch off into more uh, detail and and several little things that probably got touched on today. We'll talk about more in depth in the future. Um We'll probably do a whole episode about the 80s uh, specifically because there's, <laughs> there's so, so much, much craziness so that went much. on then that um, people still ponder to this day. And uh, we'll give our take on it growing up in it as it happened at the time, not just a retrospective look like most most people are, are doing when they talk about it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, pretty much that's, I mean, I'm just... For the nostalgia factor, I mean, you, you you couldn't beat going to the movie store, and like I said, it's just um, it's something that kids now will never know no. what what that's like to to go and rent movies and to go and have the experience of the VHS and the and eventually when DVDs die and it's all streaming, you know, there'll be there'll be some kid doing a podcast 
10 years from now going, I remember when we used to go to the Red Box outside the, outside the Walgreens and Walmart. We used to have to get these actual physical discs that you had to put in a machine and watch. And I'm like, dude, I mean, we, we've always watched streaming since I've been around. Like, what's a disc? What's a DVD? So it always keeps coming around, you know, full circle. So. Yeah. I feel, like my, I feel like my parents, though, because, you know, I'm sure that... I I'm sure rem- when the VHS come out, they were like, oh, my God you can watch something other than black and white like when i was a kid i thought movies were black and white i thought they discovered color in the 60s no wait a minute you say that again you said you thought movies were black and white you told me you thought people were black and well white, i did and maybe i was the retarded world as a was child black and white. but yeah I, I i i honestly when i was very little i thought movies and people ted turner discovered yeah. color in the and 70s. people got color miraculously <laughs> um oh and that's why there were so much problems between the blacks and the whites, because that's all you had was black, black and, and white. white. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess there's some yeah. logic to that. Maybe we just discovered another episode that we'll have to talk about Rosie Logic one of these days. My special we, Rosie Logic. We, we don't have time yeah. to delve into that today, but that is definitely worth revisiting in the future. I'm quite sure. <laughs> uh, but now that we now that we've discussed that, uh, you know we're going to have some regular segments on the on the show each week, um, and one of those that we'll get to right now um, is like I say, you are a connoisseur of music, you are a lover of music, you appreciate it, and uh, I appreciate your love of music. So I want you to share each week, share with the listeners. Something you can suggest listening to, and maybe some weeks it'll be something you suggest not listening to. But what's on your agenda as far as music goes this week? Uh, this week I have been listening to the Black Keys, their album El Camino. That is a very good album, very bluesy, kind of rock, a little indie ish. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people have probably heard the more mainstream songs off that album Gold on the Ceiling, Lonely Boy. Uh, my favorite off of it is Hell of a Season. And it, it's, I don't know, I, I really like it because it gives <clears throat> me that kind of rock, blues mix with a little bit of today thrown into it. And right. it's, I don't know, I just, I love the Black Keys. So I have several of their albums, but El Camino is, is the one I'm jamming to this week. And I like it. And they have a unique sound. They it's, do. It's never one of those things like, well, who is that? I mean, you know, when you hear the Black Keys, you know you're listening to the Black Keys. It's not anybody you're going to confuse them with. Right. So um, that's always that's always good, I think, when someone has a very distinct sound that um, you can you can pinpoint. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of theirs. I don't dislike them. They're just kind of one of those bands where if it's on, I'll listen to it, but I'm not going to seek it out. Um, they just haven't grown on me that much yet. Well... I'm not going to say they haven't grown on me that much yet. A big problem I had is when we lived in Kentucky, the rock station that I listened to throughout the day there um, at work, they played Gold on the Ceiling like once every hour, or it seemed like more than that. So I heard that and heard that and heard that till it just drove me nuts. So... But anyway, not disagreeing with your pick. Uh, any anything named El Camino has got to be awesome, right? It's ironic that it got mentioned because we we passed an El Camino on four thirty one earlier, and uh, it was it was pretty sweet, and it's got me wanting an El Camino. It was balling. It was which, balling. Which Rosie doesn't agree with uh, <laughs> us getting an El Camino. So that's another topic mm. for another day as well. 
But uh, so, all right, so that's Rosie's music pick of the week, El Camino by the Black Keys. Go check it out. And you don't even have to go to a music store to get it because you probably don't even have one in your town anymore. So just download it on iTunes like everybody else. Or you can go illegally download it if you want. But hey, let's not do that. Let's support the music industry and, and do right. But you can at least test it out. You know, you can go listen to stuff on YouTube. You can put in Black Keys, listen to a couple of their songs, and see if you'd want to buy it or not. Moving on, uh, another thing we're going to start doing a little bit is talking uh, about food and restaurants because that's something we do a lot. If you've seen me, you know I do that quite a bit. And uh, we don't have kids, so we don't have to go eat Happy Meals every meal. We don't have to go somewhere that caters to children. We can go to nice places and have regular meals. And uh, I know people envious sometimes they say oh y'all go to all these nice places you have all these nice meals well anybody can they don't limit who gets to go in there but what did you have on your agenda this week from that aspect uh food food wise yep um i don't know we've um we've had a pretty decent array of everything this week i mean we went to red lobster which was tremendous i suggest yeah lobster mashed potatoes are the bomb I've been told that for quite some time. Rosie has has sang the praises of lobster mashed potatoes, and and I've seen them and tried a bite of them once or twice. But I didn't want it to interfere. When we went in the past, we went at uh, endless shrimp time, and I don't like for anything to get in the way of my endless shrimp. I don't want to slow myself down with with side dishes too much, so I didn't get them. Uh, but yesterday, they right now they've got this uh, trio thing going on where you pick three different things and I uh, ordered the lobster mashed potatoes and oh my god she is not exaggerating it's it's one of the best things I've ever had they're, they're freaking amazing I, I can't recommend them enough they're um, they're a little additional price to them but they're well worth it well worth it oh yeah the amount of lobster they give you and, and I know most people are probably thinking oh god lobsters and mashed potatoes that's so gross but no. it's like if you like seafood and you like mashed potatoes it's like mashed potatoes with like a cream cheddar based sauce yeah the, the sauce it's, is what yeah what the sauce it off. is what sets it off and it's hard to describe and it may not even sound good when we say it but i'm telling you just when you see it you're like oh my god i gotta taste that and when you do it's it's tremendous it's awesome it's tremendous. do it yes go to, go to red lobster and and do it now another another favorite uh segment here on the show is Rosie's useless knowledge. We, we, we talked about in the past how much reading and television watching of, of nerd shows that Rosie does and how much how much knowledge is rattling around in that pretty head of hers. And let's see today what type of interesting fact that Rosie can drop on us right about now. Okay, well, as you know, I like to watch uh, some of the TLC shows. Yes. And one of those would be the one called Addicted. Um, I have a weird knowledge for, I guess for to say, weird fetishes and oddities and things of that sort. I don't know. Just like most people, um, I'm a person that if you say freak show, I want to know where it's at. I want to see if it's got a two-headed goat. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, today's knowledge is a little bit of something from that which um, is the word hypophilia which means getting aroused by touching fabrics 
So there are people that enjoy a good touching of the fabric, like, ooh, that cotton there is mighty sexy. So mm. that that they, <laughs> yeah, they're off to the races at that point. Yeah, yeah. it's like the touch of fabric. Um, so some perverts yeah. are going to go to the adult bookstore. Some perverts are going to hang out near a playground. Other perverts are going to go in Hancock Fabrics and, and just walk just, around. It's going to be their field day. And they're or grandma's, you know, quilts are going to have a heyday. I mean, wow. you know that. Yeah, it's. <laughs> so uh, there you go. That's that's something I'm hoping most of you didn't know. Uh, if there's uh, if there's any hypophiliacs listening right now, no judgment. You know, I mean, uh, fabrics. You know, touching fabrics not hurting anything. I guess you could be doing a lot a lot worse than that. Oh, so, believe uh, me, uh, there are a lot worse ones. And I mean, maybe one day I'll drop some knowledge on some of the others that I find. Um, weird okay yeah we'll uh we'll sprinkle those in from time (laughs) to time but okay there you go people who get aroused by touching fabric is a hypophiliac hypo it's called hypophiliac hypophiliac so yeah pass that along share that at the water cooler at work that'll uh (laughs) that'll impress some people that'll spark some conversation you never know exactly You, you never know your co-worker may go dude I like that too. Yeah, they, you know, they may start you rubbing your shirt, and going, "Oh yeah, yeah I know good. that's yeah. what's up." <laughs> so <laughs> that's okay. Well, I, that caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting, uh, I wasn't expecting hypophilia to be on this week's show, but it was. And uh, this this so ends another episode. I've enjoyed it. Hope everyone listening has enjoyed it, and I appreciate uh, Rosie bringing us some more information on good music on good food and weird shit you're welcome that's what she does that's it (laughs) good music good food and good shit there you go and i appreciate uh bb and roxy the cats not being too bad during this episode before we started this uh they were acting out pretty hard they're pretty pissed off they don't like us sitting and talking like this into a microphone apparently they get all worked up and they're over there having quite the wrestling match in the floor right now. At one point, uh, BB speared Roxy off of the ottoman into the floor. Uh, that would have made Goldberg proud. So there you go. That's another episode. Uh, for those of you who listen to this who like wrestling and have an interest in the wrestling podcast, uh, we're going to be bringing that back. You can go to localstolegends.com to find out more about that. If you would like to learn more of Rosie's wisdom, you can go and follow her on Twitter at the Real Rosie J on Twitter. If you want to follow mine, you're probably just going to hear wrestling shit, but it's there. It's at Vince Hates Us All on Twitter, on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash the king of all wrestling media. If you want to be friends with Rosie on Facebook, there's a link on the side of the podcast page. She may or may not add you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm getting better though. I'm getting better. If you're a legit person, you're not going to scam me or put me in sunglass ads or yeah. post porn to my web page. Then I might. I'll Just don't be a shithead, basically. Yeah. Basically, basically, if, basically you're, if you're not a shithead, she'll add you and, and, and she'll that keep Twitter, you on. You probably need to tell them how to spell Rosie because I spell my Rosie a little different than most people do. That is R O S E Y. 
Although in any other uh, circumstance, if you spell it IE, she won't correct you. She pretty much takes it either way. But if you want to get with her on Twitter, it's got to be EY because that's how it's spelled. That's the only way it'll pull up. So, for Rose Jackson, I'm Gene Jackson. Thank you for sitting through another episode of the Jackson Reaction Podcast. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I just don't give a shit. I'm just saying he deserves a beat down.